गाइस वेलकम बैक टू अनदर पॉडकास्ट ऑफ कृष्णा दैट इज इजी फॉर एग्जाम्स सो इन टुडेज पॉडकास्ट वी आर गोइंग टू टॉक अबाउट द चैप्टर रॉक्स दिस इज नाइन्थ स्टैंडर्ड आईसीएसई बुक सो प्लीज डू लिसन ओके सो द सिलेबस कंटेंस डिफरेंस बिटवीन रॉक्स एंड मिनरल्स टाइप्स ऑफ रॉक्स एंड द कैरेक्टरिस्टिक्स सो विदाउट फर्दर अडू लेट्स गेट इट so a rock can be defined as an aggregate of minerals that forms more or less a definite unit of the earth's crust so over here this is the definition of rock so let's move into it and find out what it means a rock can be defined as an aggregate of minerals that forms more or less a definite unit of the earth's crust so here the term aggregate means nothing but a whole mass which is made up of tiny particles so a rock can be defined as an aggregate of minerals meaning small small particles of minerals make up a huge sum of rock a rock is a rock forms more or less a definite unit of the earth's crust so a rock can be more or less definite unit of the earth crust so it can be either a small part or a large part of the earth's crust and the earth's crust is nothing but the outermost layer of the earth on which we stand and which we call it as ground it is also known as the lithosphere so let's move on so the term rock refers not only to any hard solid material like granite but also to soft and loose particles like sand silt and clay derived from the earth so rock is not only a hard substance but it can also be any soft and loose particle or material those are silts sand and clay which are derived from the earth so the earth's crust is made up of various types of rocks so since we know that our earth has many species i mean different animals and different things it's the same way with rocks we have various types of rocks which um differ with their occurrence texture color and how they look and what are the features i mean structure also so as we know rocks are not of one type but of different types it differs with texture structure color mode of occurrence and degree of resistance to denudation so this is just the part which we're supposed to read but today we're going to focus more on the important terms and meanings of them which are most likely to come for our exams for your exams so let's move <clears throat> rocks and minerals since we know that rocks can be defined as aggregate of minerals so we need to know what are minerals to know what are rocks so let's find out since we know rocks are aggregates of mineral elements minerals are solid inorganic substances occurring naturally so minerals are nothing but solid they are solid they are not other forms of liquid or either gases but they are solid inorganic substances occurring naturally that means these are substances these are solid substances which occur naturally i mean they are not handmade manmade or they do not occur by doing something but they occur naturally so they are solid inorganic substances 
occurring naturally rocks have no definite chemical composition that means rocks do not have to have a perfect ratio they can be of any ratio it can be 1 is to 2 2 is to 1 or anything it does not have to be in a perfect ratio sometimes it can be 3 is to 1 1 is to 3 2 is to 3 anything it does not have to be in a perfect or it does not have a definite chemical composition whereas minerals have a definite chemical composition as you know there are different types of minerals there are nickel iron and many more if you study chemistry you will know the different minerals so as we know the elements over here which form up minerals have a perfect i mean they they have a perfect ratio a perfect chemical composition definite chemical composition that is their atomic number atomic mass everything are the same they do not change like take let's take hydrogen hydrogen atomic mass is sorry the atomic um, number is 1 it does not change so is the mass so let's move on minerals are organized to form rocks so how are rocks formed minerals form rocks so what forms minerals elements are organized to form compounds which are also known as minerals so what forms minerals is elements elements are organized to form compounds which are known as minerals whereas in rocks minerals are organized to form rocks so in this point it differs it differentiates between what makes up rocks and what makes up minerals so we have another different uh, differentiate a uh, point that is three chief types of rocks are igneous sedimentary and metamorphic since we know rocks are of various types but they fall under igneous sedimentary and they, these are chief types of rocks so basically these are the main type of rocks they are igneous sedimentary and metamorphic there can be more types of rocks as well but these are the main igneous sorry main types of rocks that are igneous sedimentary and metamorphic but whereas in minerals we have four chief mineral groups they are silicates carbonates sulfides and metal metallic minerals metallic minerals are nothing but minerals that are metals sulfides are sulfides sulfur either sulfur elements and silicates is nothing but the element silicon and carbonate is co3 okay so let's move on uh, in this point we have three uh, there are three chief types of rocks whereas in minerals there are four so next moving on basalt granite sandstone slate and quartz are some important types of rocks iron silicon magnesium nickel calcium potassium sodium are abundant minerals of the earth so since we know minerals are made up of metallic self metallic minerals sulfides carbonate silicates we know that what all falls under this category are the examples of the different types of um minerals and rocks there are different type of rocks that those are basalt granite sandstone these all are examples of rocks so we will find more about it in the further more pages so let's move on
so next we have the type of rocks so over here we have finished our first part that is the difference between rocks and minerals and the second part comes where we find out the different type of rocks and we learnt that rocks are mainly of have three chief type of rocks they are igneous sedimentary and metamorphic which we did study in uh, a while ago so let's move on they are igneous sedimentary and metamorphic so we need to find out what are igneous rocks what are their characteristics and where they have been formed so let's move the word igneous is derived from the latin word ignis meaning fire these rocks were formed due to cooling solidification and crystallization of hot molten material of the earth known as magma found at great depths of in the interior of the earth so if we uh, go back to our previous lessons th that is uh, landforms of the earth or the structure of the earth we find that the earth has um four layers that is the core the mantle the outer core the inner core and the crust i mean sorry it was crust so over here the word igneous means uh, the word igneous is derived from the latin word meaning ignis ignis is nothing but fire these rocks were formed due to cooling so these rocks were formed during the due to the cooling solidification and crystallization crystallization comes under chemistry crystallization means nothing but when a solid crystallizes or tries to come off a liquid it gathers i'm sorry so over here these rocks were formed due to cooling solidification and crystallization crystallization is nothing but when a solid substance crystallizes out from a liquid that means a, a solid substance is formed on cooling of the liquid it forms a crystal so that is known as crystallization of hot molten material of the earth known as magma so there are three steps in which the igneous rocks are formed that is cooling solidification and crystallization so first the liquid or the magma cools and then later the uh, rock substance or the a crystal is uh, solidified from the magma which forms the crystallization of hot molten material of the earth known as magma found at great depths in the interior of the earth the interior of the earth that is the outer core inner core then we have the mantle so it forms in either one of these layers if you want to know from where it's formed you can go back to the previous episodes and you can see it okay so next the chemical composition of these rocks varies from aluminosilicate minerals like quartz and feldspar to granite and rhyolite collectively known as uh, sialic rocks so all of these are not basically important or would not come for exams so you can just read through it And then moving on we have since igneous rocks were the first to be formed they are called primary rocks you might get a question in your exams asking that what are 
I mean why are igneous rocks called as primary rocks since they were formed first they are called primary rocks characteristics of igneous rocks what are the characteristics of igneous rocks they are hard and compact meaning they are hard <laughs> they are compact they are small or they, the molecules are tightly packed they are formed in solidification of molten magma how are they formed we have learned that they have they have been formed by the cooling the solidification and the crystallization of hot magma so they are formed by solidification of hot of i mean of molten magma third one they are granular and crystalline that means they are grainy they crystalline means they are of crystal shape next they are either fine grained smooth or compact or may have large crystals with coarse texture you can either write four points or three points for your exams since they would not ask you more of um the characteristics since you will have other chapters to do you can just go through the other points or i will just read it out for you and you can listen to it the size of the crystal depends upon the rate of cooling of the molten material so this point is very important they might ask you how does the size of the crystal depend upon the rate of cooling of the molten material so since we know that the more the cooling of a hot saturated solution in chemistry when we learn that when a hot saturated solution is cooled slowly and gradually the size of the crystal is more so that's why the size of the crystal depends upon the rate of cooling of the molten material these rocks are less affected by chemical weathering because water does not percolate in these rocks so meaning the water does not affect the chemical composition or it does not affect the rock the third one most of them consist of silicates igneous rocks mostly consist of silicates third one they do not sorry eighth one they do not have layers they are generally weathered by mechanical weathering so these rocks are not formed by layer la- layer by layer but they are generally weathered that means they can either be um, separated or can they can crack up by mechanical weathering which we will learn further or you can google it up if you do have any problem or <laughs> sorry igneous rocks are associated with volcanic activity and are found and are found mostly in volcanic regions igneous rocks are associated with volcanic activity and are found mostly in volcanic regions so this means that igneous rocks are formed by the so cooling solidification and crystallization of hot molten where is hot molten to be found it is found in the volcanoes so over here igneous rocks are associated with volcanic activity and are found mostly in volcanic regions classification based on origin based on the origin the igneous rocks are classified into two types they are extrusive igneous rocks and 
igni intrusive igneous rocks so based on their origin based on where they have been found we have two types of rocks they are extrusive igneous rocks and intrusive igneous rocks extrusive igneous rocks they are formed by the cooling of molten magma on the earth surface the magma which is brought to the earth surface through fissures or volcanic eruptions solidifies to form rocks hence such rocks are smooth or crystalline and fine grained they are also called volcanic rocks since we know that um ex- uh, i mean igneous rocks are made up of molten over here in extrusive igneous rocks they are formed by the cooling of molten magma on the earth surface so once the mo- molten magma comes up to the surface it has been cooled slowly and then it solidifies to form rocks hence such rocks are smooth so over here we get to know that extrusive igneous rocks are smooth they are crystalline and fine grained they are also called as volcanic rocks basalt is an example the giants causeway in northern ireland is also an example of intrusive igneous rocks now going on moving on to intrusive igneous rocks when the magma solidifies within the earth's crust it cools slowly forming coarse textured hard rocks with large crystals so here when the magma solidifies within the earth's crust so it is not coming out whereas in extrusive igneous rocks we found out that the magma has been brought up to the earth surface and has been uh, cooled down so it solidifies to form rocks and they are smooth crystalline and fine green since the molten material has come up that is why they are fine green smooth and crystalline and they are known as extrusive igneous rocks they are also called as volcanic rocks since they erupt out i mean the molten erupts out that's why they are called as volcanic rocks whereas intrusive igneous rocks when the magma solidifies within the earth's crust so we hear the magma solidifies inside or within the earth's crust or the lithosphere it cools slowly forming coarse textured coarse is nothing but rough textured hard rocks with large crystals so over here the difference between extrusive and intrusive is in extrusive the rocks are smooth whereas over here in intrusive it is coarse it is crystalline in intrusive whereas in sorry it's crystalline in ex- extrusive whereas in intrusive it is hard rocks with large crystals their form of large crystals whereas in extrusive they are fine grained so it's crystalline in extrusive large crystals in intrusive fine grained in extrusive and hard rocks in intrusive so the examples are different type of intrusive rocks like patholiths 
lacolits, silts, dikes and necks. So the ones which are easy for you to remember might be necks, dikes since they sound alike and you can go for batholiths and lacolits since they both sound alike. Moving on we have further sedimentary rocks and then what is the other type of rock I told you? Metamorphic rock. So since there are three types of rocks we have next sedimentary and metamorphic so in the next part i'll be talking about the sedimentary rocks which i'll be continuing so please do listen to that as well since it's a small chapter just because i'm explaining it uh, a bit too long i mean i'm just talking slow it might you might find it uh, difficult uh, to hear it or you might find it boring but if you just learn this or just memorize it or just try to listen to it this will get stored and it will be easy for you to remember the points after studying so let's meet up